Hi, this is Arthur Carmazzi, best-selling author and currently ranked as one of the world's top 10 thought leaders in organizational culture and leadership. And today, welcome to the Knights of Transformation. Today, we're basically going to be talking about how gamification affects organizational culture, part three. If you haven't seen the other two parts, please do go back to the Directive Communication blog, check them out, or just go to youtube.com slash TV. Okay, so in part three, we're basically talking about gamified motivation. So what is gamified motivation? Well, if you remember last time, we were talking about behaviors, okay? And of course, there is a very specific correlation to the behaviors of what types of motivators you get, okay? So essentially, we know that motivation is linked to action, right? But not all motivators are created equal. Say, for example, okay, there's that girl or that guy that are, you know, like really special to you. Well, the motivation to do something nice and sweet for them is going to be very different than the motivation to go and start a business, for example. Okay? So each motivator has a specific emotional drive to it and that and that emotional drive essentially supports the behaviors and actions that it creates okay and if we're going to gamify behavior which is linked to an outcome or a goal well we have to find out what the motivators behind those behaviors are okay and we do know that there are very specific motivators that are linked to specific behaviors. For example, okay, what motivators would get you to be cooperative? So what motivators mo motivate you to actually cooperate with other people? Okay, think about that for a moment. Okay, but now let me tell you what the eight emotional drives are. Now, these eight emotional drives fundamentally are the primary motivators that every human being has and they're ranked differently at different times in your life. Now, let's just kind of go through them one by one really quick. First of all, there is the emotional drive for love and belonging. Love and belonging is essentially connecting with people, kind of getting together with people, um, being around people, okay? Not everybody likes being around people, okay? Now, the next uh, motivator is the emotional drive for security and control, the ability to essentially feel secure or to feel like you are in control of your life. Next is the emotional drive for diversity and change. So you've got this whole kind of uh, thing where you want to do different things. And then, of course, we have the emotional drive for significance and recognition. You want to be recognized. You want people to know what you do. Then, of course, the emotional drive for achievement. You want to finish things. Now, mind you, achievement does not necessarily mean finish big things, great things. It just means finish things. I mean, it could be as simple as finishing watching this video could be a sense of achievement. Yes, I finished watching the video. Awesome. Okay? And then, of course, we have the emotional drive for challenge and growth. We want to challenge ourselves. We want to grow. We want to you know, develop ourselves. Then, the emotional drive for excellence. Excellence essentially is that little thing that, you know, when you 
don't need to do something and it doesn't matter because nobody's going to care. But for you, it's just like you just want to do that little extra thing that just makes it look nice. Okay, that is the emotional need for excellence. And finally, of course, we have the emotional need for contribution, which is the desire to help other people. So all of these are essentially your fundamental motivators. Now, how do we elicit the behavior of cooperation? What are the motivators behind it? Well, let's look at it. Okay, we've got love and belonging because you want to connect with other people and you also have the sense of achievement, right? So love and belonging and achievement would be motivators that would promote cooperation. Okay, but what about innovation? So let's say you need to create the behavior, an innovative behavior, where you got people thinking outside of the box, you get people kind of actively trying new things. So you want to get the motivations or the primary motivators of diversity and change. You want to get the motivators of uh, recognition and significance because you want to get, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I've created this new thing. And of course you want challenge and growth and achievement in there as well. Okay, so each behavior that is linked to a specific objective is predictable if you get the specific motivators behind it. Now, of course, that means that you actually have to gamify those emotions. So there are specific things in order to gamify those emotions. So one of those things would be to create mechanics where the, the actions and things that they do are getting them to feel those emotions after they do those little things, right? Now, the other thing, of course, is theming. And theming is very important because theming gives a sense of diversity to everything and it makes it kind of fun, thus the gamification element. So in the next video, we're going to be talking about themes, okay? And how themes applied to a gamification process can really improve and support an amazing organizational culture. And don't forget, if you want to find out at what level your organizational culture is, do go to cultureevolution.com and take the uh, culture assessment. It's free. Don't worry about it. Try to find out what level of organizational culture you're in. And with that, this is Arthur Karmazi wishing you great success.